0: It's speculative in a sense, but also putting your faith in the U.S. dollar that's not backed by anything, that's depreciating daily. Like say you had 100K in the bank account, that 100K is worth like 92K next year in terms of purchasing power. The rate of inflation going on right now reported just recently was 6%. So that 3% raise you get annually at your day job, you're actually losing 3% of your money when you get that 3%. But yet everything's going up, houses prices going up, your groceries are going up, gas is going up. So from an economical standpoint, creatives don't play in the economic worlds.
1: to the passion behind the art show. It's all about diving in with individuals to learn the story behind their passion. It's your host, Daryl Pink. What's up? Thank you for stopping by. You're in for a treat. Remember to check out my newest project, flyteddy.com. Flyteddy.com. Now, Time for this week's episode. Well, I'm super excited to have my brother from another mother, Scotty Russell, on the show. Scotty, welcome.
0: What's up? What's up? What's up? (laughs) Good to see you, man. It's been too long. Bro, it's
1: just been way too long between the pandemic and all that stuff. It's just made it so hard for people to really stay up with what, what everyone has been up to.
0: You've i've been, uh, been uh, extremely isolated i didn't realize how badly it's affected me until i just got so in the hole and focused on self-employment business 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 and i didn't have like the community aspect it's just been a grind 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 i lost the fun i lost the creativity business been doing great but like mentally i just was like losing my creative groove so i'm like starting to find it again and i feel like we're turning a corner where you know, we got Creative South and Crop just around the corner in 2022. And yeah, I'm not <laughs> missing it. I, I need my people. Bro, I miss people. The I'm, I'm too, it, I'm too extroverted be to a, be cooped up inside.
1: It's gonna be such a crazy feel. It's like you come outside, you know what? Like when you were younger, you couldn't go outside, and you
0: finally get out, get to go outside. Yeah, it's <laughs> like we just got ungrounded. So Yeah, Bro, that's so crazy. this is this is good getting to be on like people's shows and stuff and getting to connect with people. So yeah, I miss I miss talking.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. So, what you've been up to? I know you've made some crazy pivots, some involuntarily. But what you've been up to, man?
0: Gosh, I guess the skinny of it all is, you know, we closed on a new house. You know, I did my first live podcast. I got a big raise to sixty-one k as a UI UX designer at my past day job. Everything looked like it was going just great, smooth sailing. What could go wrong? And then a week after we closed on this house we were in now to expand which doubled our mortgage, I got let go of my safe job after just getting a raise, did like a widespread corporate layoff, eliminated our entire marketing department out of nowhere. And that was like a very pivotal moment um, for me, because I'd been side hustling hard under the name Perspective Collective for five and a half years, and just doing stuff on the side before that with t-shirt companies, whatever. And you know, I was gonna look for a safe day job, Cause we were in debt payoff mode and another kiddo and my wife and a couple friends were just like, yo, you haven't been side hustling this long for no reason. Maybe it's time to make the leap. You just showed you can make good money. Uh, maybe I think I pulled in like 35 K as a side hustle in 2019, launched my first coaching program shortly afterwards, like things were going good. So I made the full-time leap in January, 2020, January 11th is when my severance package was done. So officially click ties and boom, we get hit with the pandemic. And then I had my second kiddo and I'm like I'm 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 trying to be full time here you know like man it was so challenging and scary and it's still scary but I doubled my previous day job salary in my first year and doing good this year too and just trying to find the play knocked out over 100k worth of debt paid it all off September 11th 2020 knocked it off 9:30 a.m. remember like it was yesterday so I've been grinding and this year it's just been heavy in the investment scene whether it's um saving up rainy day getting our finances in check um putting myself in a position to change my financial tree you know my family tree of everything and leave something behind so whether that was like equities traditional stock market or heavy crypto um crypto has been very very good to me been nerding out in that space for a while got into it in 2017 paid a bunch of debt then came back into it this year heavy and it's been very good and now i'm just nerding out in the world of like nfts and crypto gaming and metaverses just catching that next wave you know it's it's just a wonderful time to be alive despite the chaos in the world i'm finding the silver linings and having fun i
1: love that bro and
0: that, that's the skinny
1: <laughs> and that's a lot that's a lot to kind of i feel with. like
0: it's got to lead up to the story because like financially unstable losing the safe job back against the wall and just taking control and ownership of it all instead of feeling sorry for myself which i did for like two weeks after losing the job and had a panic attack every night Uh, but then i just stepped up man step up to the plate
1: i love that bro i love that like we align in so many different ways because i I know exactly what you're going through what you were going through especially with when you have a family everything changes bro. like it just changes perspective on anything and you kind of straight up just swallow your pride Like, you have no time to have a pride.
0: (laughs) You know, it forced me. Having kids was like the best thing. I was terrified that I'd have to give up my side hustle when really in reality, it just made me realize all this stuff I was doing on the side was just a distraction. It's time to tunnel vision, get laser focus, and focus on the top priorities that move my business forward. So like my son, being Mm born, little Scotty 3, little Dougie Fresh, he radically made me grow up and refocus so i mm. think we need those challenging adversity moments in life like i was stoked to be a dad but it was scared but and then losing the job like we need those moments um crap or get off the pot you know it's like right. it's time to step up are you gonna fold like a lawn chair or are you gonna rise to the occasion and so it's just been wave after a wave of a new struggle how do you respond
1: nice all right so you kind of dabbled into crypto you kind of touched on that And that's one of the reasons why I kind of want to have you on kind of dive into like the 411 on crypto, kind of break it down. And then we kind of go deeper from there. The number one currencies. Why should people invest? Let's start there.
0: All right. So first off, calling it cryptocurrency is a really bad term, but most people won't know that. So I got into it in 2017. I thought it was all just a scam. I thought it was all a scam a money laundering scheme a ponzi scheme i was very very uh, uh what's the word skeptical of it and then i started digging into it and learning about the technology and how it's rapidly disrupting you know these legacy systems you know whether it's financial banking healthcare gaming you name it supply chain so it started with bitcoin first the granddaddy of them all Thanks. and to me, if I was to give anybody advice, it's speculative in a sense, but also putting your faith in the US dollar that's not backed by anything, that's depreciating daily. Like say you had 100K in the bank account, that 100K is worth like 92K next year in terms of purchasing power. The rate of inflation going on right now reported just recently was 6%. So that 3% raise you get annually at your day job, you're actually losing 3% of your money when you get that 3%. But yet everything's going up, houses prices going up, your groceries are going up, gas is going up. So From an economical standpoint, creatives don't play in the economic world. You know, Mm, typically it's just like I'm an artist at my core and, you know, I'm going to make money, collect a paycheck, flip clients, like flipping tables at a restaurant. I'm like, there's a different game to be played here. Once you understand how this capitalistic society works, you have to learn how to play the game so you can get a piece of the pie and set yourself up. And so crypto, to me, Bitcoin especially, is a hedge against the money printer. You know, like the United States is trillions and trillions of dollars in debt. We normalize society going into debt. We normalize people being slaves to their debt owners. Hey, if you want this, oh man, just put it on a credit card. You don't have to pay for it now. And then people just get buried. And then they wonder why they're the middle class or lower. They can't afford anything. They're stuck. And so for me, Bitcoin was like freedom. Wow. Mm. This is the best performing asset over the last decade by a landslide, Mm. you know, gold's not performing. So like I got into the game 2017 when it was at the top of maybe it was like $20,000 and then I got in and I felt like a fool because then the market corrected, you know, whatever goes up quickly has to come back down and correct itself so, man, I got wrecked at the beginning. But then when it came down, I realized, hey, this is all about buying things when they're on sale. Just like Warren Buffett says, you know, buy when there's blood in the street. You're not going to go and buy Tesla at all-time highs. You're going to wait till there's a sale. You're not going to go to the store to buy bananas at all-time highs or a TV at its highest price. You're waiting for Black Friday. Thanks. So once the crypto market, it goes in cycles. Once it all crashed and corrected, I was like, okay this is where the money's made you go in and buy stuff on sale Mm -hmm. most people are like oh my gosh i'm buying it on the way up and if it starts to go down i'm selling it i panic sell so there's like a a psychology behind it it's a four-year cycle every four years it gets harder to create new bitcoin there's a finite limited supply and it can't be hacked it is transport? I can I can beam someone over twenty dollars of Bitcoin from here to somewhere like Zimbabwe. Thanks. Send it over to them in a couple minutes. Very little fees. But if I wanted to send someone in like um, like say there was a a, a disaster that happened, I don't know. Africa is the first thing that just pops to my mind. Or India. Mm-hmm. So like a massive typhoon somewhere and it wrecked them. And I want to support someone over there, but I have to go to Western Union. And send $300 to a family member back home that got wrecked. They take like 30, 40% of it. And then it takes like two or three weeks for it to even get there. And I can beam someone across the planet. Money, very little fees, way quicker and eliminate the middleman. So crypto eliminates the middleman who have been taxing us already on our tax money all these years. Mm -hmm. Um, Any questions in the meantime? I'm talking a lot.
1: Nah, you're good, bro. Just keep going, keep going. Um, you see the funny... So, thing. Oh, sorry, go ahead, man. Go on. No, 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 you go. See, I feel like the way how you explained it, Um, I think people need to kind of stop and focus on that point. Um, Buying stuff when it's low. Like, all the people that are... So before it gets low, you should be, like, building your resources up, your money up building your money in.
0: stacking up dry powder first right. get your savings your That's. rainy day funds three to six money three to six months of expenses you know make sure everything's covered get an emergency fund so i would say start there pay off your debt build up your rainy day fund and then start investing you know especially if it's just automated dollar cost averaging you know just automatic buys 50 to 100 bucks a week like you will build an insane nest egg but like bitcoin it It is programmed via math to continually go up over time. It's a limited, it's straight up economic supply and demand. It's harder to get. There's only 21 million, four, six million of it has been lost because it was so early on. People just thought it was funny money. Mm. Like there's people who left it in a hard drive, threw it in uh, like a dump site. And then like years later, they're trying to go and get access to this dump site to find their hard drive because they have a million dollars worth of Bitcoin now. It sounds so silly but it's truly think of bitcoin as like digital gold. You know, we all wanted gold before as like a hedge against something happened, you know, the dollar crush because there's so many currencies around the world that are failing like Venezuela, you know, their currency is they're in hyperinflation. Like their dollar bills aren't anything. Now they're like trading stuff like sugar and meat. You know. So like crypto is so valuable to them, Um, but it's digital gold. It is a hedge against inflation. It's a hedge against our government. Just randomly pressing a button to print another more trillion dollars, Mm -hmm. you know, for stimulus money. So anytime we got a stimulus check, I bought Bitcoin. That first 1,000, 1200 that we got, that is worth over $10,000. I believe right now because Bitcoin just goes up the more value, the more demand, but why it's not fair to call everything a cryptocurrency like bitcoin can be used as legal tender now right. in one country el salvador who has a failing currency 100%. and there's other dominoes that are going to be starting but for me i'm not selling my bitcoin you mm-hmm. can now purchase a cup of coffee through an app called strike for very little fees so bitcoin's becoming that but to me it's a store of value and that's why like tesla's put in on their balance sheet uh square and paypal all these people are putting it on their balance sheets to hedge against how dumb our government's being in terms of their horrible spending habits Mm. and so bitcoin is just number one but then you have things like ethereum that's not necessarily a currency maybe within its ecosystem it is but you can build on it imagine it being like ethereum is ios you know apple and then you can build all these apps like in the app store like people can build on ethereum it's powering decentralized finance a new world of banking's coming our way it's powering the next level of gaming it's powering the next level of nfts and communities and social atmosphere it's powering the metaverse you know you can build stuff on it it's not a currency no. so just saying things are cryptocurrency and like oh man using crypto as a payment i'm like you're missing it you're All missing right. it so much that's what i thought so um I love Unless how you, you kind back of, questions. Um, I can keep talking. I love how you break
1: that down, though, because like Bitcoin and Ethereum are two very different things. They function night and day, so difference. different. And I think at times people kind of just lump all of them into the same thing and say, "Oh, cryptocurrency," blah 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 blah. But they're so yep. different.
0: That's the uneducated mainstream media narrative that is clueless, and it gets bashed mainstream because mainstream is paid by the people, authorities in charge, and mm-hmm. these big corporations like banks.
1: Right.
0: Who are threatened they can't keep up with this new wave right. of new modern digital banking. Okay. You know, and the offerings, they offer you barely any money. You're keeping your nest egg in your bank and getting 0.01% on your money when I'm having my stuff invested in one of these decentralized banking and I'm getting 10% on my money. You know, I'm like it's just they banks can't compete. They charge you like crazy. But this decentralized world is open 24/7. I can get my money wherever. I can grow it, I can lend it. I can I don't need background checks as long as I have the collateral. Mm-hmm. I can I have one one bitcoin right now. I can take out a mortgage on our home instead of getting a home equity loan through my bank right now. I can um borrow against my bitcoin at a lower percent And then my Bitcoin's only going to go up from here, meaning that I'm only paying off the interest. So I was too chicken. I was too scared to do something like that because it's so new. But like that's going to be the way I can take out a mortgage against my Bitcoin one day. I could buy rental property, real estate and borrow and leverage against my Bitcoin or something like that. And it's it's like the opportunities that are coming. We haven't even talked about the NFT (laughs) art community for stuff like this. But it's a it's a. A scary learning curve. It's overwhelming in the beginning, and it's so easy to dismiss it based on like what your financial advisor, who doesn't understand it, will say because it's going to take away his job. Right. He wants to charge you three percent interest and get you six percent gains in a mm-hmm. year, where I'm over here getting fifty, hundred percent plus gains. Right. With my right. crypto portfolio, but I still invest. I still have my equities. I still have Tesla. Um, all my. It's funny because all my um. Traditional equities, my stocks that I invest in, are all Bitcoin proxies. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these things like I own Tesla, who has Bitcoin on their balance sheet and was once accepting Bitcoin, and it's gonna come back to it. Um, Square, which is owned by Jack Dorsey of Twitter, and they're like the modern age of finance and pushing the next level of Bitcoin. Um, I own a mining company called CleanSpark that mines Bitcoin, and and I own a lot of Apple too. So because I'm just an Apple junkie, if I have all these Apple de- devices, I might as well to own some Apple. Right. But Thanks. yeah, I'm like. Everything's a proxy to this because I know where it's going. Mm-hmm. Like people thought I was insane in 2017 when Bitcoin, actually in 2018 when Bitcoin crashed to like three or four thousand, I was like, dude, this is gonna be a hundred thousand dollars one day. People thought I was nuts, and those same people are now are like, hey, is this a good time to buy at an all time <laughs> high of sixty five k? I'm like, it's gonna bang, it's gonna go. Like so much institutional money's coming in because they're scared of what our current federal systems doing money printing they want to hedge against it like um what Tesla when their earnings came out because Bitcoin went up they bought a bunch of Bitcoin earlier this year they doubled their entire company value because they had Bitcoin on the balance sheet Mm -hmm. like what how many other financial institutions want that too corporate 500s you know and then you got countries adopting it giving it to their citizens as a hedge against their failing currencies. Like, not to mention Ethereum's being adopted every day. There's a Bitcoin futures ETF. Now, that on-ramps more to people who don't want to do it on their own. They want to go through their brokerages like Fidelity or Vanguard and get exposure to Bitcoin through there through a Mm -hmm. more legacy format. Like, that's all coming, too. All these on-ramps. Yeah. It's It's nuts, dude. It's kind of truly nuts. Let's talk
1: about a little bit about the NFT and your thoughts on it and just kind of break it down a little bit
0: okay so the next wave this has been nfts really started to come around in 2020 and now 2021 it's really blowing up thanks to people like gary v Mm -hmm. who's just he knows how to spot a trend a million miles away before it actually becomes like he's so early to everything so when gary says something you got to pay attention and I was so a little early. bit late to it, but it's still so early in the grand scheme of things. But NFTs, NFTs are non fungible tokens. Basically, it's just showing that you have ownership that is documented on the blockchain that can't be edited. You know, like every ledger in crypto, everything's documented. Like people try saying that um, Bitcoin and crypto is just for the crooks. I'm like, actually, no, 2% of all crypto based terrorist claims or naughty activity, only 2% is coming from the crypto. It would be dumb to use crypto because you can track every transaction. You may not know who it's mm-hmm. going, but you can track, like, hey, this went to this person's wallet. You can track how many different places this Bitcoin got set here, here, here. You can track everything. 98% of all naughty activity in the world is all cash. So, there's one thing that needs to be debunked, um, demystified. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So now NFTs comes around, non-defungible tokens. So we live in a digital economy. I pay attention to what these kids are doing. They're playing Fortnite. And they're spending money in a game to own a sword or to own a skin for their character, to buy weapons, to buy whatever it is, which sounds insane. But we're transitioning to this digital world where people want to own digital assets there are art collectors right now in the world, big whales, instead of wanting to own Mona Lisas and house paintings in their house, they are now Mm -hmm. buying digital artworks for millions of dollars. Like Beeple is one of the biggest artists in the space who's helped blow it up. He just sold some of his digital work for Mm -hmm. like $20 million. Like JPEGs are selling for $20 million. And what it is is like People have digital ownership of your artwork now. You can do collections of profile pictures. Collections like um, big ones are CryptoPunks. Those are like the OG ones. That's like the Bitcoin of the NFT world. You have things like Board 8 Yacht Club, pesky penguins over on like Solana, which is an Ethereum competitor. So it's just a wild space. But essentially, it's just a culture thing. People are craving community. And culture especially with the pandemic like the nft space blew up because people were able to find their communities online you feel seen you feel understood like i i uh put on an episode 235 featuring justin mazell from our community and he runs this project called grim syndicate it's a profile picture collection but that will expand it a far more into gaming and everything else and it's a dope little community he gifted me with One of the Grims, I put it up as my profile picture on Twitter. Boom, overnight I had like 150 new followers because they follow everybody. They're like, oh, hey, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're black, white, Chinese, whatever it is. You have a Grim as your profile picture. We're family. You know, I was like, wow. And everybody's creating, helping each other out, marketing each other's stuff. So you can either sell stuff as collections or you can sell one-off stuff. So something I'm going to be getting into is I used to sell my podcast artwork back in the day like here you can buy the original artwork i did for the feature artwork but now i'm like wow i can not only mint the entire podcast episode as an nft but now i can also mint the artwork that goes along with it and so why people would buy nfts why someone would buy what i'm putting out think of it as I'm buying Tesla because I'm buying stock in the company because I believe in Elon Musk. But I'm going to buy Scotty's artwork digitally so I can own it on the blockchain because I want to buy stock in Scotty because I believe in his trajectory and his growth. I see what he's done in the past. I see – I project and have faith that he's going to really take off in the future. And this this ownership, me owning a piece of the podcast or his artwork will only grow up in value in time. You know like Bitcoin. Owning Bitcoin, it's just going to grow in value. Someone's buying stock in another creative. Or someone like Tory Lanez just minted like his latest music as NFTs. You know, People are owning a part of Tory Lanez's brand. People are buying stake in your brand when they buy your NFT. And the beautiful thing about it, um, Muscaton was on recently, episode 232. Dudes made like a million dollars this year over an Ethereum, with an Ethereum worth of USD, on his artwork and the beautiful thing is if he mints a piece say for six ethereum which one ethereum right now is going for almost five thousand dollars so imagine he sold that six ethereum thirty thousand dollars and then it got resold for nine thousand or um, nine ethereum you know he gets a royalty he gets a nine percent royalty Mm -hmm. and then someone else flips that he gets nine percent royalty of that and it's all yep Yep, it's mailbox money. So there's mm-hmm. a passive income element too. This is the new wave. It puts power back in the hands of creators. It eliminates the art gallery curator or the middleman, mm-hmm. the the artist rep. You know, you can just go out and make moves on your own terms right now. I love Twitter more than any other platform. I never would have thought I said that. My people are on Twitter. I get to be my full nerdy crypto self when I feel like I have to be way more curated on Instagram. I could still be coach on Twitter, I can still be the dad, I can still be the sports Sex. lover, the hip hop lover, the crypto Nobody's junkie, you, the financial the finance guy <laughs> over there. I can be No, I can be all of that and I just rock this little silly cartoon character as my profile picture and just find community. Like the community I found mm-hmm. there feels like the early days of Instagram or like that first time I went to Creative South. Mm-hmm. You know, just in a digital landscape and yeah, we're early.
1: And I feel like I feel like the NFT
0: market gave a new boom to Twitter. One hundred percent, and it's fueled by Jack Dorsey, who's like a Bitcoin maximalist. You know, so mm-hmm. like, like Twitter is like spearheading this new wave of NFT digital economy base, and like Reddit's coming on board. Um, TikTok just struck up a deal with Audius, which is like a crypto-based Spotify. In a sense, where mm-hmm. you can earn by mm-hmm. uploading your music, and then your music gets funneled through Spotify, where people are um, through TikTok, where people can use it. Like freaking Facebook is turning into Meta, the Metaverse. So the next big wave here for people is NFTs, and people like Gary V are uh, spearheading the movement. But crypto, blockchain, gaming, and Metaverse—that is mm. an untapped market that's set to explode. Like that whole gaming and metaverse market combined as of right now when we're recording is smaller than the dumbest meme coin in the world called Shiba Inu, you know? So like one meme coin's market cap and total value is worth more than this entire space that's about to boom. Yeah, like the next wave is play to earn games versus like I have to pay to play to advance. No, you get paid you get paid to play. You get to earn money. Like you will have jobs within the metaverse, within the gaming world. Like, have you seen Ready Player One?
1: Yeah, sure. I love that.
0: Okay. If anybody hasn't and they're Mm -hmm. listening, go and watch that. That's coming. That's what Facebook's trying to do. And gaming's at the center of all of it. So, you know, and you can buy projects like Ethereum that, the majority of gaming and nfts are built on but ethereum's so congested right now and pretty pricey to get into like the fees because so many people are using it big tech big time investors all the nft space all the gaming space you know and um ethereum was first but now you have competitors like solana which is my baby um or there's things like polka dot or cardano or matic that also are providing these scaling solutions that um, you can sell NFTs over here on Solana, which is what I'm doing now. Way less fees, way easier barrier of entry. And a lot of people are moving over there. Plus Solana is climbing up the ranks in like crypto. So um, taking market share from Ethereum. Wow, we're really getting deep and nerdy on this one. I bet you your audience is like, what the hell is this dude talking about right now? Well,
1: It's, it's not. The, this is probably the second episode. Like, you're, You are going deeper. No joke. But my last three episodes have been very NFT. Okay, so people
0: are receptive of it because this is where I've been shifting too. Because I just, overall, people are getting bored and stale of the current traditional system and getting marketed to Mm -hmm. and all the ads. Like, dude, Instagram and Facebook, they're just getting so greedy and making it not fun. Killing the reach. Making you have to pay to play. It's just not fun anymore. It got stale and boring to me. And then when you do pay you still not really playing well nope so that's why i've just been (laughs) more behind the scenes building my email list connecting with coaching people and then finally i thought this whole nft stuff was nuts like who's gonna pay a million dollars for jpeg this is dumb until i understood the culture side of it yeah i thought bitcoin and crypto was a scam until i understood the financial freedom it gives someone like you and me every day nobody's people (laughs) a chance for financial freedom who don't understand how to play the stock game or the capitalist game. You know, the middle class Mm -hmm. gets taxed more than everyone. Me self-employed as an LLC, I get double taxed. I get self-employment tax, you know, so I'm learning how to play the Mm -hmm. game and I'm shifting to become an S corp to save more money, find a tax loophole, you know? So like I, I have to learn to play the game, but at the end of the day, it's all about having fun Getting your money straight and taking control of your financial freedom and leveraging the new wave. Remember how what it was like getting in early on Instagram and you could grow or mm-hmm. Tumblr back in the day or your first Facebook business page before they made it hard to get reach. This is the early stages of that right now. You know, and Twitter and places like Discord are at the forefront and their sites on like Ethereum of like OpenC, but yeah, so many competitors, it's just a rapidly evolving space, and I like change.
1: So my question, Solana, what are you, what platform are you using to for Solana?
0: So currently, yes, Solana has over, it's taken over my love for Ethereum. I'm a Solana bull now. I still own Ethereum, but I got a fat old bag of Solana that's climbed up the charts for me. Um, but currently I am purchasing my NFTs primarily on, gosh, if you asked me this two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I wouldn't have been able to tell you these platforms. But I learn every day. I'm so obsessed with this. Um, currently I buy my NFTs through a place called, um, oh my gosh, salon art. Cause
1: I've heard of soul. I've, I've
0: heard of souls. Yep. So salon art is probably the one with the most volume. And then there is magic Eden. Then there is, um, soul which I think soul is just trying to be a competitor. So I'm looking to mint my own personal work, potentially on soul because salon art right now, magic Eden is more, Collection-based, like if you want these profile picture mm-hmm. community stuff. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm looking for over there, but way lower barrier of entry because it's starting to be more adopted. People are migrating from Ethereum over to Solana because the gas fees to like – you can mint Dude. a super cheap affordable – like, hey, my artwork, I'm making it really affordable over here, maybe $200 worth of ethereum Mm -hmm. but the gas fees the fees just to purchase it are like 400 600 bucks just because the network is so congested so many people are using it so much demand and that's hence putting people over on solana which is labeled the eth killer so um i'm actually looking to mint my upcoming podcast stuff over on um solsi that's awesome bro
1: that's good to hear because you know it's like you always get this impression that all the real players are on Ethereum and no one is really doing anything else. And I'm not I'm always not. Yeah, I'm not always not sure how legit that is because you know people could just put propaganda. Mm-hmm.
0: Like there's there's collections right now. Like these all sound ridiculous yeah. as I say them out loud. But degenerative apes, <laughs> pesky penguins are mm-hmm. selling for like a hundred thousand dollars plus of Solana. You know, one of the grim syndicates that um one of the highest ranked is like 500 Solana each Solana right now as we record is around 240 250 bucks so 500 times 250 you do the math mm-hmm. so Set. it's starting to come over there you know the floors are a little bit lower but it's not as saturated there's way less like scammy ripoff stuff. Like there's a lot of scams in this space because it's still so early. So you have to do research and know what you're doing. Be tapped in and ask questions to people. You can't just come in here Thanks. and blow your money and wonder why you're not gaining traction. I'm like, you haven't do deal. I've put in hundreds of hours before I even bought my first NFT. You know, I put mm. in hundreds of hours. I put so many hours in before I make an investment in a crypto or a new gaming project or whatever. I put in hours i have my ten thousand hours easily in terms of crypto research since 2017 i love it bro i love it 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 i like untapped opportunities
1: i like that
0: i like to go against the grain
1: when you it's always good and i'm there with you i love going against the grain because i feel like there's more opportunity there and as artists As much as you can get back your own control, you should always try to do that.
0: Yeah. Like, take control. Stop peddling to these platforms and falling victim to the toxic comparison on something like Instagram and everything else because they make it harder and harder. They move the goalposts on you over these years. Like, when there's just a new opportunity, you may not understand it, but don't be like Scotty at the beginning of 2021 It was just ignorant to it because I didn't understand it. But it's like early days of when Facebook came out, like so many people were resistance. Like, what is this? You know, I like MySpace, you know? (laughs) But then Facebook became the thing. And then you were early to Instagram or something like that. Like, this is that. You're only doing a disservice because eventually everything's going to be digitized. We're going to live in um, an NFT-based world. Like, if you own an NFT community social token for say like the weekend and he has a new concert coming and it's just private only access for those who own this specific NFT token you know or Gary V if you own this NFT of Gary V V friends you get to access his um conference and if you own this one you get to access his conference plus have a meal with him if you access this one then you get to go to his conference um and then have a one hour phone call with him like there's going to be certain permissions and stuff and access certain things um that NFTs are allowing you know digital ownership that are going to provide you specific special exclusive access to certain things as well that's where things are moving it's it's coming full steam ahead and either you can start learning about it now or you'll be forced to be involved with it and learn it when it's a little bit too late dude just
1: been we need one of them um, explosion sound effects. Knowledge bomb, knowledge bombs, knowledge bombs. I love it, man.
0: I just I appreciate the opportunity to get a nerd out about this stuff because it's been hard for me because this world of crypto felt so separate from this creative thing I do in terms of, in terms of like drawing as well as coaching and what I teach creatives to do. And now this year, especially with the last couple of months, it's like holy pajamas, Batman! And I get to like start. Blending my love of this crypto now that it's coming into the creator scene and then helping my students tap into a new lane of opportunity and get in early. Like what? Why wouldn't I do this? So it's just really dope to see like my worlds that felt so separate blending now. And I'm okay if it's not for you. I'm still going to dish out a ton of powerful mindset based content and how to get your money right your financial games how to work with clients whatever it is bring on guests like that but i'm really gonna dive deeper into this lane because i just see the future and how much opportunity can bring to creatives like you me and anyone listening dude this has been amazing this has been amazing
1: bro. where can people go to find you and learn more about you
0: um, you can follow me on Instagram at coach Scotty Russell or Twitter. Unfortunately, my handle was too long, so it's Scotty the Coach. Follow me let's, let's let's follow me on Twitter if you want like all the things. But if you just want like art mindset motivation and marketing based content, follow me on Instagram. And then I kick out the weekly Side Hustlers Perspective Podcast.
1: How did that affect you changing your username?
0: I've lost a lot of followers. Mm. The people who just followed me over the years for pretty pictures of art, you know, I kind of had an identity crisis, mm. especially like the last two years this year, especially it's kind of been like one foot in, one foot out. But now I'm just like waking up and like, yo, I can still be entrepreneur, coach, artist, designer, podcaster, dad. I can still be all of that under Coach Scotty Russell. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like my 80 percent of my income comes from coaching. People aren't hiring perspective collective. To coach they're hiring scotty you know so it was just it was it was it was confusing so it's been a it's been a hard necessary shift in terms of marketing positioning and all that so good question
1: yeah i'm 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 always i'm always watching bro and stuff like that i notice and i'm always like how did that affect them because at times because you have all these different hats and these things that you're in and i know obviously you've went through it where you feel like you're so separated. And your your whole agenda is try to get everything in on one base.
0: Literally, that's exactly it. And I'm bringing everything all in house. More of a closed community where the podcast we run through that would be streamed from there. That every ounce of energy is focused here in one spot. My creation, my recordings, the people, the message, all in this one area instead of, I felt so separated. It worked for me, but man, it was just getting too much. Like I didn't know where to focus my time and energy. So it's, it's taking me a little bit. I still got to rebrand the website. I still got to just do all the things. So it's a lot of foundational behind the scenes work I've been doing this year versus like posting lots of content on Instagram kind of thing. And it's, it's, I'm doing behind the scenes work right now and getting my money right and bringing people along and getting them exposed to this new wave. I'm having a blast right now. I can't say that for the last full year, but the last couple of months, I'm starting to find my groove again in terms of creating community and just having a lot of fun, not taking myself too seriously and making it all about work. I forgot how to play for a little bit. Dude, this has been
1: so cool, man. So cool. Um,
0: I... Absolutely thrilled you were willing to have me on to come nerd out about something I'm so passionate about and how it can blend into this world. Like, I haven't had a chance to do this yet. So this is great. That's awesome.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps out the podcast. Remember to check out my latest project, Fly Teddy.